Welcome to the Frau Vies podcast, where we have conversations with Black women in tech from around the world and share their inspirational stories. I'm Naya Moss, your host and CEO of the Frau Vies community. At Frau Vies, our mission is to provide a community and means of support for Black women in tech. Whether you have worked in tech for 30 years or 10 years, a Black woman or an ally, this podcast is truthful, positive, unapologetic, and made just for you. Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on the Frowlies podcast. I am so excited to, to talk to you. I think you are our first guest that is a pen tester. So very oh, excited wow. about that Thanks to that. hear your background story. Um, I, th- I, ho- I think you're the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please, please introduce yourself to everyone. Okay, so I'm Jasmine Jackson. I work as a penetration tester. I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, my handle on Twitter is the fluffy 007. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Which, by the way, every time I see your handle, I just laugh. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I wanted it to be funny. I didn't want it to be like super serious. I know it's great. It's great. <laughs> okay, do you have a story behind that, or it was just totally random? So originally, I was bird of beauty 007 and so the name bird of beauty is actually a song from stevie wonder from his fulfilling this first finale album song number nine my brother is a stevie wonder fanatic so i pretty much know all his songs so that was my original handle and seven is my favorite number and like my name like the number of letters in my full name is sevens and you know it just keeps coming up in my life so I wanted to add the seven and then like double seven people ask me a lot of times they're like are you like a James Bond fanatic and I'm like not really it just sounded nice (laughs) so I was like oh okay this is cool but then it was um I started a YouTube channel and Mm -hmm. I was getting tired of the bird of beauty so then I was like okay well let me come up with something that's funny but embodies me. So I'm a fluffier mm-hmm. woman. So that's where the fluffy came. And then the 007 uh-huh. again, you know, seven is my, I like the 007. And then I just added the in front of it. And it was available. So I was like, it was meant to be. <laughs> so that's how, that's how <laughs> okay, it came. Okay, n- nice story. You know, so I, I, I thought the story was going to be something about like hacking and double seven. No, no. Okay, it was totally. <laughs> it was just totally random. Okay. I was like, I need a new name because I'm tired of Bird of Beauty. So I'm like, I need a new name. And I was like, I need something that embodies me. And it, it just came together. And I was like, okay. Okay, cool, cool. And so, okay. So you're like, do you call yourself a pen tester? Do you call yourself a security engineer? Um, what do you like to go by? 
it really doesn't matter. Most times I just say a penetration tester, but I'm not really hung up on titles. Um, it's just like, if you call me either or, that's fine. Okay, cool. And um, the company that you work now, because I, I have your, your LinkedIn mm -hmm. pulled up, um, it's, it's a so I, so, No, so I do like um, ad hoc work with them. So I actually work for Wells oh. Fargo. So that, yeah. So oh, it's a little okay. funky. I got to fix that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> but no, I'm at Wells Fargo. No, you're good. I'm at um, Wells Fargo. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Wells Fargo. Okay. Yeah. I was I was looking up the the other company, but yeah. no, I, I I get that. I I worked I worked in the agency life once where you mm -hmm. work for a company, but you also do some work for mm -hmm. another company. So you count you count yourself as as a contractor. Right. I, I totally get it. Um. Okay. So as a pen tester, mm -hmm. how did you get started in tech? How did you get started in IT? So um. I started, so I'm going to take you back. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I started yeah, of course. in um, IT when I was 14. I nice. worked for a nonprofit. And so at that time in my life, it, I was going down a really destructive path. Like I was almost kicked out of my high school because I wasn't going to class. And I think I had missed, I was like, 10 days away from getting kicked out and going to a continuation school. So it was like bad. Like my GPA was like a 1.7. It was terrible. So for the position for the nonprofit, um, you needed a 2.0. So essentially I lied and I was like, oh, my transcript <laughs> were caught in a fire and you know, I'll get it to you like in a couple of weeks. And, you know, uh, when I went to interview, I did so well, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, don't worry about your transcripts, you know, we'll, we'll just bring you in. But I tell people all the time that IT saved my life because it was, mm -hmm. I didn't get that internship, like, I probably would have been kicked out of high, I don't know where I would be. But so mm -hmm. that job opened my interest with computers because it was like, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was giving mm -hmm. when people asked, I would give like the stereotypical answer, like, what do you want to be? Oh, a lawyer or a doctor. But you know, that you mm -hmm. hear, but you don't, it's like, oh, okay, well, this is what people say. This is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. When I started the, in, um, the summer internship, it just opened my mind to technology. And it was, I looked at it as a challenge and it was like mm -hmm. I was learning something new every day and it just kept my interest. So that's how I started um, when I was 14. And I worked at that nonprofit until I graduated. They actually shut down the day after my high school graduation. So what? there I learned about like Microsoft Access databases, mm -hmm. like basic, you know, basic things. And then from there, um, I went to community college in my hometown of Berkeley, California, and, you know, so I graduated in 2002. So it was mm -hmm. when you tip at that time when you told people, I want to do IT, you know, in college, everyone was like, okay, you just major in computer science. That's just what you do. Mm -hmm. it's 
you want to yeah. do IT major in computer science. So that's what I did. So I went to community college, majored in, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to major in computer science, did my general education there, and then I transferred to a state school, California State University Hayward, but they have since changed their name to California State University East Bay to encompass the whole East Bay, Berkeley, Oakland, mm -hmm. and the like. So went there, received my bachelor's in computer science. And so I have a really interesting story. When I was at Cal State East Bay, I was going mm -hmm. to double minor in mathematics and criminal justice because I wanted to work for the FBI, you know, and their cyber. Wow. Yeah. But I couldn't get my criminal justice minor because I was two classes short and one of the classes was going to be available after my graduation. So I was like, okay, I'm not staying any longer. I'm ready to go. So I mm -hmm. just received my minor in mathematics. Um, I graduated and then I moved to Charlotte for graduate school and um, majored in computer science. And then I received a graduate certificate in um, information security and privacy. So that's how I got started. Oh, and in between that, so the last, uh, the summer before my senior year in undergrad, I did a research experience, uh, research experience for undergraduates at University of Colorado at Boulder. So I'm really big on manifestation. So. I remember mm -hmm. reading um, the story of the first African-American, Dr. Clarence Skip Ellis, you know, to receive a PhD when I was at community mm -hmm. college. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to work with him someday. And then three years later, I was his intern at Boulder. So, what? <laughs> yeah, so, and it was really, it was really powerful because you know you send in like your personal statement and mm -hmm. you know um the admissions counselor she told me she was like no he picked you like he read your story and he resonated with it so much he was like i want her um you know i want wow. her, to her and it's just like the power of manifestation i tell people mm -hmm. all the time words are things and it's like you know you have to if you want something you have to say it you have to write it and you have to have like a pure heart you know just a pure space for to receive it because mm -hmm. you know it can be ready for you but if you're tied up in other things or not in the right head space you know it will pass you by so that's just a little bit about me and how i got into it wow that's and and you know i actually can resonate a lot with the first part of your story. Uh -huh. um, I almost, I almost interrupted and said, "Oh, a really long lost time." <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> because you know, I like, like I did a recording right before this, and like I have no problem telling people like I. It wasn't that I was bad at school. Mm -hmm. I just never saw the point of it. Like mm -hmm. I knew too many people in life. Like was mm -hmm. really great. I had great people in like in my life that did really well like without it or like they kind of like taught me like no one cares about your gpa when you get a job like and so that resonated in my mind and so at, at a very young age i was like yeah like i'm gonna do like the minimal and if i get like if i get good grades then awesome and if not then if not um but like i i too went down this 
this path where mm-hmm. I was kind of going really downhill, wasn't going to school. Um, right. And, you know, and, and tech also kind of saved me. I also did work for a nonprofit. And, you know, I think it's these really nice, um, like, experiences at a very young age, um, which I think we need to do more in school. Is like maybe people will be more motivated if they – you know, kind of like incorporate these programs into our schools so that we right. can see like what's out there, um, see what we like and see what we don't like. And maybe that'll push us in into a better path because I'm pretty sure, like, as you said, if you didn't have that job, who knows what other route you probably would have went down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I so, had, it was, I remember I had like, he wasn't a teacher. I want to say he was like a security guard and like in the thick of it i remember he told me he was like oh yeah you'll you'll drop out and you'll be pregnant by 16. and it was Uh. i remember i came yeah and i remember i came back after i had my bachelor's and i saw him and i was like yeah do you remember me and you know he was like no no but i knew he knew who i was and i was like oh yeah you know i'm the girl that you told that i would drop out at 16 and i was like no I have my bachelor's and I'm going to get my master's. And so, you know, that's the thing. It's like proving people wrong. I have always, Mm -hmm. you know, being in my tech career, I've always had to do that. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm up for the challenge, but it's like, you know, proving people wrong, breaking down those, Mm -hmm. breaking down those stereotypes, you know, being one of being the only one or one of of three of a few like Mm -hmm. in classes stem classes and it was like in my high school you know it was diverse and you know when I went to college and I'm taking these upper um these math courses and these science courses and I'm the only one or one of two or three and then it was you know students not wanting to work with me because the color of my skin and you know, having mm-hmm. you know, just not, you know, break down that door and just getting the highest grades. And then all of a sudden, you know, these same students will come back and it will be like, no, I don't want to work with you, you know, or yeah. to the other black students and, you know, not wanting to associate with you because it's like, oh, I don't want to give this perception of all these, you know, other students like, you know, I'm only just working with you, like the lack of unity. That's what mm-hmm. really made me mm-hmm. upset. It's like, you know, you understand you're one of a few. And it's like, no, but I'm going to be by myself and you do yours and I'll do mine. And it's like, you know, we can collaborate and, you know, we each can achieve our goal. So that yeah. was something else I had to, you know, um, contend with. I also had a counselor when I went to um, Cal State East Bay and, you know, she's like, oh yeah, you know, are you sure you want to major in computer science? Because black, the black students here don't major in that. And I'm like, no, I'm sure. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to major and I'm going to graduate. And when I graduated yeah. in both my undergrad and master's, you know, I'm the only black person who's graduating. And it's just yeah. like, wow, like you look around and you see no one that looks like you. But again, it's breaking down the doors. It's, you know, represent, representation matters because it's like, hey, you know, there might be a little girl, a little black girl, a little black boy yeah. in the audience. And they're like, hey, 
you know, she can do it, I can do it. And that's my thing. Yeah. It's like, if I can do this where I came from, you can do it too. Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to go back to what you said a little bit earlier, because I feel like, I, I feel like in our community, mm-hmm. I think when people, when people compare us to other people of other backgrounds, they don't realize the things that we are told as black mm-hmm. little girls. Um, they don't realize that we may get uh, discouraged from all different standpoints. We may have yeah. family members that that think that, you know, oh, that this isn't for you, that you're not mm-hmm. going to be anything. And, and, you know, like, like it's, it's not, and this is not to say that all Black families out there do no, this or no. say this. But I, but I mean, I think this has a lot to do with your, uh, your demographics and where you grew up and how much, you know, like educated your family is all of that. But mm-hmm. I don't think people realize, like, especially like you, like you mentioned, I think you said you're from Berkeley or Oakland. Yeah, Berkeley. Um, yeah. And, and so I'm from Harlem. And, and so I think we're both from places where in our school system, at a very young age, like people don't even give you a chance and they tell you what you're going to be. Right. So they, they, they might see you act out and they don't realize, okay, maybe this kid's acting out because there's something going on at home. Maybe, you know, there's something outside of school that they're going through and they don't even try to ask. And Mm -hmm. instead they just tell you like, Oh, if you keep going down this route, if you keep, you know, cutting school, you're going to be pregnant. You're going to be this, you're mm-hmm. going to be that. And, and, and to be honest, I was told that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, and I'm so thankful, I, I did have teachers, um, especially middle school through high school, that really saw my potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I would say, like, before that, like, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty horrible. I was, mm-hmm. I was really bad. But it's like, why didn't you guys say like okay this this person's going through something or this kid how can we try right. to fix it but but instead everyone bashed me and so i think if if i would have kept on if people would have kept on with that through middle school and high school that would have had a big effect on everything else of like my confidence in, in going mm-hmm. into tech my my confidence in, in 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 furthering my education so you know i think especially bringing it back to you like that's very commendable that you also went through that and you said, like, no, I'm not going to be pregnant. No, I'm not going to be no. this. I'm going to go to school. Like, you know, and so I think that that says a lot, especially when you're getting from all, and even people in your neighborhood, like, they may oh, see you going to, like, yeah. uh, to, 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 to college, and then all of a sudden you think that you're, 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 you're better than everyone. Yes. But they don't see, like, no, you're trying to better yourself so you can better everyone else. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I totally, I, I totally get it. And so, I mean, it sounds like you had many challenges, like work, <laughs> personal, yeah, so it was, school. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's something that I tell my best friend. Um, when you're the first of something, everyone is like, I want to be first, first, first. And that's good. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you don't realize the road first is very lonely. And mm-hmm. there's no one you can talk to because no one has done it. So even when mm-hmm. you try to talk to people, they're looking at you like, well, why don't you just quit? And it's like, no, this is, you know, this is what I want. You know, I, this is what I deserve. And I know this is for me. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you go a little insane because I know I did that in un- undergrad and 
<clears throat> a little bit in graduate school because it's like, oh my God, like I have no one to, really in undergrad, it was like, I have no one to talk to, no one to mm -hmm. express my feelings to because no one understands. But it's, you know, something, you know, that you work through. And for me, it's like, when you tell me something, it just, excuse my language, but it just pisses me off. And it's like, no, I'm going to show you. And it's mm -hmm. that's what I just do. And I'm just like, I'm going to show you. And it's like, I'm going to knock all of y'all heads in and then you're going to respect. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, and I, I, think, I think many of our guests and me, other Black mm -hmm. women, it's like, I think we all have this same attitude of mm -hmm. like, you know, which is great though, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you can go either way, but for the most part, it's always um, uh, beneficial where it's like, like yes you're gonna prove people wrong but you're you're, you're gonna help yourself in doing what you want right. to do to better yourself but at the same time like show show everyone like show the haters like mm -hmm. listen like i'm gonna do this but also show the people behind you that want to walk down your same path that hey mm -hmm. if you come from berkeley you come from harlem you can do this too like this is yeah. not so you know far-fetched like it's it's it, it's possible um, so how did you like, ha like, how would you say that you've gotten through all of these challenges? Like, like, especially at work, um, I can imagine what it's like being a woman in IT, a woman in networking, a woman in security, yeah. a black woman at that. Um, so how'd you overcome these things? So it's really, I have really great friends and I really commend them. Like my best friend, he's a chemist. So he's in STEM, so he gets uh, he gets a lot of it. Um, my other really good friend, she's in tech as well. So I have really good friends in tech that I can just unload, you know, with no judgment, and they'll listen and give me advice and you know, kind of steer me, and I do the same for them. So they have really mm -hmm. been a lifeline, you know, and that's what I tell people. Well, actually, my really good friend she told me, you know, find your tribe, like find your tribe, mm -hmm. like find people who are like you. And, you know, that has really helped because, you know, when I'm feeling down or if I need advice, I can go to my tribe, tell them, and, you know, they'll tell me the advice that I need and vice versa. And I do it with them. And then mm -hmm. also realizing again, with my same friend, you know, not everything is your pond, meaning if you're in a yeah. position or if you're doing something and it's just not working anymore, it's not your pond and it's time for you to move on and look for something else. I think a lot of times people, you know, and I'm not going to say all, but majority, <laughs> okay, I have done this, you know, where you try uh -huh. to fit a square peg into mm -hmm. a round hole and you try and you try to make it work even when the writing's on the wall and you see it's not going to work, you know, yep. and that's where, you know, finding your pond and it's okay to leave, you know, you don't have to stay. It's, you know, a saying that, you know, I tell people, people are, they'll rather stay in a familiar hell than an unfamiliar paradise. So it's like, I know this beast, even though it's not, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not being treated the best. I'm not being respected but I know this game and I don't want to leave and go somewhere else and it could be worse, but it's like, yep. most times when you leave, it's going to be so much better. Mm -hmm. 
did I, did I lose? Okay. No, okay. no, no, that, that, that was my phone. Sorry. It says 20%. <laughs> okay. So that's, you know, that's how I have survived is like my tribe. They're really good. You know, I can send texts or be like, Hey, I need to talk. And you know, they're like, okay, nice. call me. And you know, we'll have, you know, the little conversations. And again, it's vice versa because you know, it should be a give and take. So it's not like I'm mm -hmm. calling and then they'll call me and it's like, oh no, I'm busy. I can't know. It's like, you know, it's a give or take. So that's what has kept me sane. And nice. I have in my younger years, you know, I've always dealt with things internally and it's like, no one's going to see me sweat. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to work it out on my own. But a lot of times I have caused myself more damage than just mm -hmm. finding someone and expressing it and moving on. So that is mm -hmm. something that I would say to anyone that's listening. Sometimes you're going to need help, you know, and yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm, I was the type of person, I don't go to help. If I did it, I'm going to get myself out of it. But, yeah. but as I've gotten older, it's like, hey, you know, there are people who have gone through the same experience than you or similar. And they can provide guidance or see things you don't see because you're in the thick of it. So yeah, that is definitely yeah. advice. And, Find your tribe. Yeah. And um, I, this is like not so much tech related, but mm -hmm. um, I'm just now curious because I'm thinking about myself, thinking about mm -hmm. other Black women. Like, have you not seeked help in the past because you were nervous about like, um, kind of maybe looking like you don't have everything together or that. people making you feel bad. Um, because I, I'm just being very honest. Um, the number one, like I, I suffer a lot too, because mm -hmm. I, like, I, like for me, I'd rather suffer than mm -hmm. to give someone the leg up of like helping yep. me and kind of like being like, well, you know, I've helped you out. So you yep. do this for me. And that happened to me so many times. So it's like, you kind of got to choose a, the, the lesser evil, I guess, yeah. um, of like, you know, do you suffer in silence and not ask yeah. for help? Or do you go out and get help, but then it but, comes with all these other things? I mean, I would say, you know, my tribe, I, they are battle tested. Like I have put them through so many tests <laughs> and they will tell you that because I'm not the type again. It's like, I don't let people see me suffer. You're not going to hold anything over my head. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm that type. So if I'm coming to you for advice, they know it's like, oh, wow, she really respects my opinion. She really likes mm -hmm. me, but they have been tested because it's just like, no, I need to make sure if I talk to you, you know, it stays mm -hmm. between us, but they're great. And I love them so much. Nice. Nice. That's really, yeah. It, and it took me so many years to get, those kind of people in my life mm -hmm. but i think it, it it's so crucial especially when you're you when you work in tech and you go through all the challenges that, that you mentioned earlier i think it's it's really crucial to have these kind of people very close to you in your mm -hmm. life um what what keeps you motivated to keep working in tech so i'm again it goes back to when I was 14, like looking at tech as a challenge. I still do that today. Like I'm a, I'm the type of person I love variety. So doing the same thing day in and day out, I, ugh, it's just thinking about it just makes me sick. 
So <laughs> that's what I love about tech, you know, the variety, you know, learning new things. Like I'm, you know, I love to learn. I've always been like that ever since I was a little girl. So, you know, learning new things, new challenges, you know, I, I really love puzzles. So that's how I come at mm -hmm. tech is, you know, I have this puzzle and I need to put it together, you know, and I have, you know, these tools and I need to paint the picture. How am I going to do mm -hmm. it? So put the picture together. So that's what keeps me motivated. Also, um, another thing that keeps me, me motivated is like, I think a lot about the people behind me. So even mm -hmm. when I was in undergrad, I was a part of the Ronald uh, McNair scholarship pro um, program for students, you know, to go and get their PhD. So don't mm -hmm. have a PhD yet, you know, it will probably happen before it's all said and done, but I'm not. Yeah, ready. which is okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was something like, I remember reading stories and it was like people who received, you know, obtained the advanced degrees and then they like shut their back on the people coming behind them and it was like oh well if i did it then you know i'm not going to help you and i'm like even uh. when i was yeah even when i was in school i always told myself you're never going to forget where you came from you're yes, always exactly. going to help the people behind you so um mm -hmm. that's another thing that keeps me motivated is like I know what it's like being the only black woman, the only black person in the room. You know, we need to add more color to the spaces. And so that's mm -hmm. another, that's something that also keeps me motivated and just being that representation like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it and don't let no one tell you otherwise. So that's mm -hmm. now that's what really keeps me motivated. Wow, that's yeah, that's that's really nice and you know, I'm seeing a common theme, like so mm -hmm. many of us don't, especially black women, we don't forget mm -hmm. where we came from. And we mm -hmm. always wanted to help the next person behind us. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, like I, I, I really don't like this attitude of like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm going to tell a short story. Hopefully okay. it doesn't go on too long. But like, no, this fine. happened to me recently. This happened to me recently too, where like, um, I, I need to help with something. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I told the person, like, listen, like, if you just help me with this, because I, I like, I really need your help to, to get to this point in my life, because I'm, I'm really going through it right now. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you more money in the future, or whatever, this, 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 and that. And this person was like, well, I worked really hard at it. Well, why can't you? And I was like, why can't you just help me? Yeah, I mean, and it and was just like, <laughs> it was See, that so, type of and, stuff yeah go ahead sorry yeah yeah no and and it's just like uh it's so hard for me to understand people like that and, and i'm not upset right because mm -hmm. this person had every right to say no and i mean they said no very nicely but they said no um, right <laughs> they, they didn't offer any kind of help at all but that's that's beyond you know whatever mm -hmm. but it's like i like i can never understand people like that because I'm always like, well, I remember when I was suffering this point, this point, this point. Um, so I never want for anyone else to feel this way either. But maybe that comes from people not having to suffer. And maybe yeah. that comes from people not having to work pretty hard at anything or, yeah. or work as hard as others. Because um, then they, they don't understand what the struggle is to get there. Okay, yeah. maybe that's it. But yeah, so 
the whole point is that I really enjoy talking to people like you mm -hmm. that think this way of like, you know, like, how can I give back to the next person and use my experiences to help them out? Um, and also making their path a little bit easier and right. kind of opening the, the door behind me. Um, I really, really like that. Um, what, what, what do you love the most about working in tech or working in security or pen testing? So I'll do, I'll answer from like security. So I'm really okay. going to date myself, but when I was 16, no I, um, stumbled upon a Yahoo group on cryptography. So, you know, the art of, you know, disguising messages. So mm -hmm. I remember like looking at the group and I was like, wow, this is interesting. You know, I can have, you know, like Naya come save me and then put it, you know, <laughs> through this, you know, um, encryption. And it's like, it'll look like gibberish to the average person and then but you'll know how to decrypt it and, and it's like oh I need to save her she's in trouble so I <laughs> thought that was like really I thought that was really interesting and I was like wow mm. again the power of manifestation I'm like I'm going to do that so nice. um nice. I've always had an interest in security and then it was just like going in my career, you know, as a developer and everything, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm still going to do security. I'm still going to do it. So mm -hmm. when I, you know, got my, you know, got my chance, I did it. And honestly, I just love security because it's, it's always changing, right? And it goes back mm -hmm. to what I said about the variety. You know, it's always changing. You know, you can do web, you can do mobile, you know, now cloud. It's just so much. And it's that's what keeps me going like learning and you know i just love it just immersing myself in all of it right because i'm the type of person i don't want to pigeonhole myself i don't want to put myself in a box so it's like mm -hmm. i want to be able to talk to all of it or as much as i can so that's mm -hmm. what keeps me motivated Nice. And what are the latest trends in security that you like or dislike or gets me tech in general? Um, so um, in security, I guess I would say I'm learning cloud. I'm learning cloud and mobile. So mobile has been around right for some time, mm -hmm. but I originally focused just on web. So the things that I'm loving is learning about cloud, learning about mobile, just learning about the overall security posture mm -hmm. and how to fit those pieces, you know, how to find exploits and commonalities between the three. And, you know, that's what keeps me up. That's what I love. You know, that's the latest trend that I love. And everyone, every, when you meet me and I start talking about security, everyone tells me your light, your eyes start to light up. So it's it's something that I love. Wow, nice. What um what like what's your favorite topic in, in security that that you love? So I would probably say web because that's the most experience. But mobile is coming up a, a close second because I'm starting mm -hmm. in the mobile space. And it was something that I always wanted to do, but felt kind of apprehensive. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, transition, but I'm really starting to like it. So but for right now, it will be web, web, web app security. But mobile is coming up web a app close security. second. 
Nice. And is that what um, what you contribute to at the the team at? Um... Yes. Yes, I do mostly web app security. Okay. And sorry, you are at um wells wells fuck yeah the linkedin is is a little funky but yeah i'm at wells (laughs) okay because i i i I almost said capital one yeah oh no (laughs) have you heard about their breach yes and uh yeah okay let's not even talk okay about, we'll oh, skip okay, we'll, wait, no, we'll we, move we, past we that okay no we should talk about it it's that I, i'm a customer but we should talk about it what do you think about their breed oh my god it's it's crazy i used to be a customer at capital one actually they were that that was my first credit card they gave me a 500 dollars limit so i hold a special place for capital one um, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's you know reading it and just you know with the whole Equifax and now Capital One and you just think about how many people are affected. It's mm-hmm. I mean I read a little bit about the story and I think the woman who hacked used to work at Amazon and it was she was able to use something with AWS to get in. It's mm-hmm. just, yes, yeah. I'm just like, people, what is up with your configuration, your patches, like your change management? You should have like an asset, assets inventory. You, all mm-hmm. of these things are preventable. I mean, in my yeah. eyes, again, I've only looked at, you know, I haven't looked at it in depth. I just kind of saw, um, just did a quick view, but it's just like, all of this is preventable. All of these things are preventable. And it's like, what are you doing? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks for your your take on that. I, I asked because I, I actually feel the same way, but mm-hmm. I think there's this problem with banks or large corporations yeah. um, where, you know, they, they are trying, they are really trying to up their tech in the back end. Um, you know they're they're trying to better their web apps. I I get all that. Like they they really mm-hmm. are trying. But yeah. I think the problem is that like on the operation side, they're still holding on to very old technology, very yes. old standards, and they are trying to um they're they're like trying to use new technology with old standards and yeah, it's, it's not, not gonna working work. out. It's not gonna work. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it doesn't work out that way. Um, versus like you see smaller companies that they're, they're able to like. They're, they're able to realize these uh, uh, exploits way before they happen mm-hmm. because there's one dedicated person or two dedicated people that mm-hmm. are constantly um, checking the keys, um, checking access, all of this yeah. stuff. And I just think, you know, also in banks, because I have a friend that worked, worked in banking for 20 mm-hmm. years. And from, from, from my understanding, to, to, to make a single change, you got to ask like 10 people. Which yeah, is like the, the red tape is crazy. It's cra- and then um, <laughs> the majority of it comes down to a uh, mind shift. Because again, mm-hmm. like what you said, it's the old guard. And it's like, you still have people holding on to the old guard. And they're like, no, we have to do it this way. And it's like, mm-hmm. again, writing is on the wall. And you, you can look and see this is not working. We need to shift. We need exactly. to pivot. We need to have a new way of thinking and if you don't have the buy-in from 
again, up top, if you don't have the buy-in with security, like a lot of companies, you know, building software or what or whatever, you know, security mm -hmm. is an afterthought, if it's even a thought yeah. at all. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people don't even think about it until, you know, before you release and you have a penetration test done and you have all these vulnerabilities that need to be <laughs> fixed. And then you start triaging like, okay, which are critical? These are the ones we're going to fix. And, you know, the medium <laughs> and the lows we're going to put, you know, to the side and hope, you know, and pray, you know, no one finds it. So, again, <laughs> if you don't have that exactly. buy-in from the beginning mm -hmm. of, you know, security, you know, when you're doing your sprints, because I was a developer, and that's another thing. <laughs> when I'm, you know, doing my tests, and, it, you know, I, you know, working with the development team, and, it, and I tell them, I was a developer in my former life, all the tricks you do, I know them, I've done them. <laughs> so don't, like, don't try it, because I'm going to find it before you even do it. So, <laughs> Again, like putting security in the forefront when you're doing your sprints, like when you have your mm -hmm. stories, if you're doing scrum or if you're doing Kanban and you put the stories on the board, you need to have a story or something in each sprint to designate security. Security needs to be built in from the beginning. It's not an afterthought. Exactly. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah a lot of times with these breaches is, you know, security is an afterthought or not a thought at all. And then everyone has exactly. their head, head in the sand. And then all of a sudden when these breaches happen, it's like, what happened? Oh my God, I didn't know. And it's like, well, <laughs> let me look at your security. You know, what have you done for security? Oh, okay, your sheet is blank. No wonder why you were breached. Didn't do anything. So yeah, yeah I've been on this yeah. all day. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, and I no, I totally, I, I totally enjoy it because um yeah, and I guess we can't get into the details because yeah. this is public. But yeah, but yeah, okay, but mm -hmm. yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like how I cannot even call Capital One because I'm in Romania and I don't even have my old number. Um, but yeah, so shame on them. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. shame on them. Um, I mean, I I still love them, but yeah, shame on them. Right for, for this. I mean, this is this is pretty big. I mean, um, but so again, yeah. And again, just you know, with these breaches, it's like your reputation, like. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. you tarnish your reputation because it's like people, if people leave Capital One, you can't be upset. It's like you were supposed you were supposed to protect my information. You know, you should have the guards in place to protect my information. And, you know, now my information is, you know, in the dark web or wherever. And it's just like, I don't feel safe. You know, you you didn't hold your end of the bargain. And again, mm -hmm. that's how reputation is tarnished. And again, when that happens, you know, you can't get that back. You know, some people yeah. will just be like, I'm not, I'm never using Capital One again because I was caught up in their breach. So again, these companies need to be very cognizant, like, okay, the money portion, yeah, you know, you can recoup that. Reputation, no. Like once that's gone, it's gone. So they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and and just to kind of pivot just a little bit, this this all reminds me back to like like going from a workplace uh, standpoint, like not even uh, from the endpoint of a consumer. I remember it was like 2017, 
And the company that I was working at, I think we were using one login at the time. And like, then they had a breach and everyone was going crazy because everyone was like, now my information is out there. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, employees who are using their personal information, mm-hmm. <laughs> using the, the company account. And now they're upset because their socials out there, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because like we, we want to cancel these companies when they, when they have these breaches, mm-hmm. but the, the, like, to be honest though, like, it's not like you have so many other choices. So you well, end true. up dating them for a while. Yeah, <laughs> you but then you have to, and again, yeah, you have to go back and that's kind of, and then, yeah. yeah. And then you just have to go back or you just stick with them and just be very angry and pray and pray that your information is <laughs> not out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So again, um, what is your, morning routine i asked this question because recently we had a newsletter Mm -hmm. um where we had talked about self-care and self-awareness so my first half of the question is what is your morning routine before you go to work okay so when i was answering this question i was like it's all over the place but i really (laughs) i mean i know people who are like i meditate for like five minutes and I'm not, I'm not that girl. I mean, I should, and I'm not saying that as a diss or whatever, but I really, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that sounds really good. And I have tried it, but it's just like getting into that space is, you know, because I have so many things on my mind and it's like, I need to do this, I need to do that. So I, I don't do that. But for the most part, my mornings, honestly, I talk with my best friend and we kind of, you know, well, my my best friends and you know we'll text or talk and it's kind of like okay what's your goal for today you know um how was how was your day yesterday you know what's your goal for today and we kind of that's consistent that's consistent for every morning just kind of talking with my friends and it's like okay you know goals you know what are you trying to achieve three months six months you know a year nine months to a year and that just keeps you know that keeps me grounded keeps me accountable and it keeps them Mm -hmm. accountable too nice nice and um my next question is what do you do for self-care and self-awareness okay so self-care so again in you know my younger self I was very bad like no self-care it was like go 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 and then I was burned out and it was to the point um I was actually burned out last year I was involved I was rear-ended at the end of um August and then it was you know the accident happened and I was, you know, stuff with work. And then I remember I was like extremely burned out. Like I didn't want to get on my computer. I was just like angry and all this other stuff. So I had to take time out, you know, reflect, you know, accident, reflect about my life, what's going on. So now I give myself every week. It's, you know, I give myself a day or half a day to just do whatever I want. Like whether it's on the computer or not on the computer, but just allow myself to be, 
So yeah, that has yes. been really, really, really important. Also, you know, verbalizing, you know, my feelings. Again, going back to the earlier part of the interview, I'm the type, you're not going to see me sweat. You know, I, you're not going to have anything. You're not going to hold it, anything over my head. But, you know, yeah. verbalizing my feelings, like, because, and again, not saying all Black women, and I'm going to frame this as me, you know, I'm sure you've seen this where people ask you, how are you doing? And just instinctively, you say, I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Even when you're not. So yeah. having, you know, the safe space, and again, going back to your tribe, where it's like, hey, you know, today I'm not feeling good. You know, I'm not you know, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling it. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, mm -hmm. let's have a conversation about that. You know, let's, you know, figure out those feelings and break it apart. And, you know, what's the real root, what's really going on. So that's something that has helped a lot. So that's what I do for the, um, you know, to keep myself aligned. And for the self-awareness, I just, I'm, I tell people I'm an, an acquired taste and I can come on strong and it's, and, it's, and it's like, I don't, I don't do it to be mean, but it's like, if I care about you, I really care about you. And it's like, come on, let's go, let's go. But I realize uh -huh. everyone is not like me. And it's like, you have to take people as they are and at their own pace. So for the self-awareness, I ask like my friends, like, how am I coming off? And you know, there'll be times they'll be like, oh, you're coming off too strong. I'm gonna need you. You're at like a 10, I'm gonna need you at a two. Like bring it down. Yeah. So and I know yeah. it's out of love and it's just like they're not doing it to be malicious, but I know how I can be because it's like I, you know, I when I care for people, it's very deep. And it's just like, I'm, if I'm riding with you, I'm riding with you until the wheels fall off, you know, winter, spring, whatever, I'm riding, I'm there with you. Yeah. But that could come on too strong for some people. So I have to, I have to be cognizant of that, so. So at this point in the recording, we had some technical difficulties. However, I just wanna take this short time to say thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to everyone who's written in and said that they love the podcast. And thank you to everyone who's written in and said they actually want to be on the podcast. I'm so excited. We have so much more to come. Thank you to everyone. Well, yes. Yeah, so um, next week is DEF CON and I will be presenting at Diana Initiative, which is a conference that will be happening during DEF CON in Las Vegas. I will be doing a workshop on mobile devices and bug bounties next Friday from one to three at the Westin. So go to dianainitiative.org, I believe. Or if you're on Twitter, Diana Initiative is their handle to learn more information myself. And there's a, a whole, you know, another, group of amazing women who are going to present as well on various topics at the Diana Initiative. I'm also um, doing my first international um, speaking engagement in Argentina wow. at the end of August for Not Pink Con. So if you're in Argentina 
and you're going to that conference, I will be speaking there. I don't have the schedule that's still being figured out. Um, my website, passionforpentesting.com, I'm still in, I'm trying to port everything because I bought the handle for the fluffy 007.com. So I'm trying to port everything to there, to the new, uh, to the new domain. But right now, if you go to passion for pen testing and it's the letter, not, um, the word for F O R passion okay. for .com, then you will find me there again my twitter twitter handle is the the fluffy 007 and i just have some advice that i want to give if we're at yes okay so this is if i things that i wish i knew when i started my it journey first of all um, student loans, bane of my existence. I have them, I hate them. Um, so something that I tell people, if you have student loans, make sure the first position that you have, you are, is more than your student loans. Meaning if you, if your student loans are 50,000, you don't take a job for 40. You take a job yeah. for 55, 60. I didn't yeah. do that. When I, like when I graduated, something mm -hmm. I had after the fact. Um, also, there's nothing I, you know, there's nothing wrong with community college. I don't understand why, you know, some people look down on community college, but it's like I went mm -hmm. to community college, you know, once I graduated from high school and my. I didn't pay anything. My tuition was free. So, you know, and I was also in a program where, you know, my books were paid for. So it was, yeah. you know, I don't understand why people look down on community college because you, you know, the same gen, general education courses at a community college are the same ones at a university. So you can, you can save a lot more money by taking it at a community college. Also, um, yeah, I have to, you know, I have my degrees, but again, college is not for everyone. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying it's not for everyone. Again, it's fitting the square peg in a round hole. College is not for everyone. If you're like, hey, college is not for me, that's fine. Again, going back to community college, you can get a trade. I know um, one of my brother's friends i have an older brother who's two years older than me and one of his mm -hmm. friends you know has um he um has you know a trade um certs in like construction construction management and the whole nine and he's doing really well i know another guy um who it owns his own he owns his own elect you know he's a, an electrician and he owns his own company and again, it was, he went to community college, he, you know, received a trade and, you know, as an electrician, and now he owns his own business and is doing well in California. And California mm -hmm. is very expensive, just like New York. So, you know, because yeah. the, only, yeah. the only other state that beats California is New York. So it's like neck and neck. So it's very expensive. <laughs> so, um, that's why owns, I'm not there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he owns his own company. So again, it's like 
we have to be, we, and I'm saying as black people, you know, we have to be more strategic in how we get our education. We don't need to get into thousands and thousands and thousands of debt, dollars of debt. We don't have to do that now. Like, and again, it goes back mm -hmm. to the people behind me. It's like, the mistakes I made, it's like, hey, no, let me tell you, this is what I did. You know, these are the stupid things that I did. You don't have to do that. You know, I did this so I can mm -hmm. teach you. You don't have to go down this path because I can tell you where it leads. Again, if you're working um, um, and, if you're, and if you have tuition reimbursement with your job, utilize that because I know a girl, you know, a young lady I used to work with, she received, you know, she has her master's on the company's dime. So she has zero debt and she has an MBA. So again, wow. you know, if your, if your company has tuition reimbursement, take advantage of that. And again, I understand yeah. with most of it, it's, you know, I know at my previous company, it was like a one-to-one -one match, meaning if you, if it took you two years to receive your degree, you had to work for the company for an additional two years. So like a one-to-one, one, -one. one, mm -hmm. uh, one year for one year, one year in school for one year of service. But again, two years goes, two, three years goes by so quickly. And it's just like, mm -hmm. when you look at the, when you weigh it, it's like, I have a free education and I have to stay here for two years. That goes by so fast. And it's just like, yeah, again, yeah you know, getting your education without going into debt, you know, and, you know, when you do get, when you do get the job, everyone is not your friend. Everyone should know mm -hmm. the entirety of your life. Keep it short, sweet, you know, come, it's like, I know my coworkers think I'm boring, but that's because I choose what I give you and I don't give you much. So again, <laughs> that's the thing. And it's like, your coworkers are not your friends. It's like, I have seen mm -hmm. it stabbed in the back. I've seen rumors because, you know, you're hanging with your coworkers after work and you're drinking and then you throw up and now everybody knows. Again, you are a brand and you need to be very <clears throat> cognizant of what you're putting out. And it's like, you need, yep. you know, everyone's not your friend, just keep it, you know, um, keep it professional. Like I know at one of, one of my jobs, I used to work for social security and I'm a loner by nature. And it was like, for the first year I worked there, I didn't have lunch with anyone. Like I had lunch by myself every day for a year. And I mean, to some people that might seem excessive, but for me, it was like, I don't know these people. And it's like, I'd rather have lunch by myself than meeting these people and their gossips and whatever. They turned out to be really cool, mm -hmm. but it was like, again, you have to, again, you have to test people. You have to make sure they're solid, they're good. So um, mm -hmm. that's another thing. Um, perception is reality. I had a, one of my old managers tell me that perception is reality, meaning if I see Naya and she's, you know, always talking, you know, talking about everyone, you know, she might be a nice person, but the perception I have is, oh, wow, she talks about everybody. I'm not going to talk to mm -hmm. her. So just, again, yeah. just being cognizant of how you're looking and how you're, you know, reflecting to people. And also, 
and I, I have a lot. I'm sorry. Another is um, no, no, it's good. Um, when you're in your job, you should be switching positions. You should be moving, elevating to a higher position every two to three years, three years at the most. You shouldn't be at a position for five, six years. I made that mistake in the past and it, you know, but you know, every two to three years, you should be elevating, you should be moving into a new position and, you know, advancing your skills, gaining new skills. Again, these are things that I wish people would have told me, but it was like what I had to learn the hard way. Also, another thing yeah. is invest in a 401k. Do the match. Yep. It's so many yes. people where it's <laughs> like, you know, if your company's matching 4%, you put in 4%, you know, again, mm -hmm. because that's money that's being left on the table. You know, make sure you do the matching and the investment. And that's all mm -hmm. I had. <laughs> but it was, those were yeah. things that I was like, Thank I have you. to get out um, for this yeah. interview. Yeah, no, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, no, Jasmine, I, I actually really appreciate that. Like, I, I didn't have anyone really to kind of tell me th these mm -hmm. things. And I'm pretty sure that's, that's the case for, for mm -hmm. many, like, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, we don't know to do these things until we get older, right. it's too late. Um, right. I, 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 I will admit some startups um, are now, they are uh, educating their employees about, mm -hmm. um, you know, their, their benefits and, mm -hmm. you know, um, so these are things that are that are solely changing. Yeah. But no, um, I I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been really great talking to you. Yes. Um, um I really I'm I'm really happy that you took uh the time on your Saturday to come and talk with us. And um, I'm I'm positive that someone's gonna hear this and be really inspired. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Subscribe and share it with the world. Stories of Black women in tech just isn't for Black women in tech. It's for the world to hear and see how strong human beings we are. Do you know of any Black women in tech who want to tell their stories? Tell them to write in to Naya at Frauvies. That is N-A-Y-A at F-R-A-U-V-I-S dot com. Don't forget to subscribe and share.